0: Hello and welcome into another special edition of the Worship Life Podcast with Mike Harland. This is Brian Brown, your co-host. Mike, I guess these are the, the COVID-19 <laughs> coronavirus podcasts. Yeah, right I guess we're going to have to put
1: these together in kind of like a group and then go back and listen to them 10 years from now. Oh my gosh, it's it's been a crazy few days, hasn't it?
0: It has, and uh, it's been interesting to watch how churches are responding through various ways of uh, videotaping or live streaming their services, staying in touch with their members. And I, I've really been encouraged, Mike, about seeing how many churches are taking this opportunity to meet the needs of uh, so many other uh, folks who might be in need, the, uh, the, uh, those that are particularly vulnerable. The church is really being the church right now. It's very encouraging to watch the response. Well,
1: and you know, Brian, what a challenge for the church right now because yes. uh uh here's something you and I know this is anecdotal but but we we would think this is probably accurate and that is generally speaking when the church is not gathered together the giving is cut in half yeah. and uh, and that would be like if your church had a an ice storm or uh you know some kind of weather event that meant you had to cancel the services and every church deals with that from time to time and any pastor would tell you when that happens, their offering for that weekend uh, is just cut in half. I mean, it's decimated. So just imagine what the impact is going to be on a on the church to have a month or two or three where the church is not gathering together. Uh, the impact financially on churches could really be amazing. And, uh, and so, man, we, it, we're all going to just have to see what's going to happen here.
0: Yeah, it is a difficult time. Uh, Churches that have online giving set up, um, obviously that's helpful, and they might retain a little bit more. But churches who who have no online presence, and that's a lot of smaller churches, uh, it could be a lot lot more than 50% 50 for them.
1: Yeah. So uh, you've already mentioned a couple of things, but I hope by now our podcast listeners are aware of a website page that's at LifeWay.com. It's, it's LifeWay.com slash coronavirus. And if you go there, there's all kinds of stuff there, including things from our area, the worship area. But but uh, there, the LifeWay Kids is publishing uh, materials for families to use for Bible study at home. And uh, Lifeway students and adults are all doing the same thing, and then uh, the generosity uh, area of Lifeway, which is the stewardship area of Lifeway, has published uh, information about online giving and what they can do to help a church and and then of course, we've p- put some things out there to help church help people and uh, churches in worship time, including uh, instructions about how to stream and also some legal, uh, instructions around what to do and how to get a license to stream music and then we're also making available and many of our contemporary and colleagues in church music publishing are doing the same thing. Uh we're making available all of the Lifeway worship tracks with a gratis license and uh and and lots of our friends are doing that too. I'm not trying to say we're the only ones that are doing that. A lot a lot of publishers are doing that right now. Even though I that we are doing that, it's really important that churches go um through the steps of acquiring the license, even though it is gratis. And, and we've, we did a blog, if people haven't seen this yet, if you'll go to worshiplife.com, we actually made an announcement that is a video from me with a few thoughts about it, and then links to CCLI's streaming license, and um, a link to Music Services, which is where you can get uh, licenses for all of our tracks. And I'd want Brian. I'd want church leaders to know. We've talked about this in other podcasts, but I'd want church leaders to know the streaming license gives your church the the, the license to stream the live performance of music. But if you are using tracks, uh, if you are using pre-recorded tracks, and maybe even uh, even stem mixes, that requires an additional license. A lot of churches don't know that, right. but. But and that's not publishers being greedy. That's the law. That's the copyright right. law. And so when we say we're doing a gratis license uh, for our tracks, what we're saying is, get the streaming license from CCli, and but also get the the gratis license if you're using pre-recorded tracks and you're streaming those. And that's what that's all about. And I sure hope churches. Uh, can can do that. And if leaders have any question about that, all they've got to do is call our team and we'd yeah. be happy to walk them through all of that.
0: Pretty, pretty good stuff. And then uh, the generosity, I think we mentioned this in the previous podcast, but if you're a small church and you have no web presence and you have no online giving, Lifeway Generosity can really help with that. So lifeway.com slash coronavirus, it'll, it'll not only get online giving set up, but also a web presence for your church if you don't have one. Mike, of course, churches are also going to deal with the fact that many of their members have been laid off, don't have income during this time. Oh, my gosh. And so the impact is going to be severe. I know the the government's working on some things, but this is a season, Mike, and I know this is what you wanted to talk about today. It's a season of a lot of fear, and um, yeah. people are just afraid. And, and, man, we have a living word of God that has a lot to say about that yes we do
1: and and of course uh fear uh you know the bible's the most common command in all of the Bible is don't fear uh and which is amazing uh, you think about uh what Jesus said. Uh he said, Fear not, you know, yeah. when he appears to the disciples there in the, in the upper room after the resurrection, he says, Don't be afraid, it is I. Yeah. Uh, you know, so so this this fear and, and the reason fear is such a danger to the believer is fear eradicates faith. It actually replaces faith. So if you think of our souls, our spirits as this as this container to the degree that we allow fear to live there, we are displacing faith. And but the converse of that is true as well. To the degree that we fill our spirits with faith, we can displace fear. And so, uh, yes, be aware, be 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 uh, concerned. Uh, but but fear can grip and paralyze. Actually, fear will paralyze us. We we won't make good decisions when we're in fear. We won't we won't be thinking accurately about circumstances when we're in fear. And and I think that's why Jesus said it. And that's why the Bible commands us to not fear. Um, in this time, you're going to have trouble, the Bible says. Don't be afraid. And Jesus said, look, I've overcome the world. Yeah. And when he says I've overcome the world, I think that includes the coronavirus. <laughs> now, you and I talking about this today, that's a whole lot easier to say than it is to live moment by moment. But I sure hope our folks are doing some things to displace the fear uh, that this time could bring and replace it with faith that God's at work and that he's going to take care of us.
0: Yeah, Mike. I heard a speaker say one time, and I haven't gotten out my Strong's exhaustive concordance to check this, but a speaker said that that 366 times in the Bible, the Bible tells us or God tells us, "Do not fear," which is one for every day of the year, even in the, uh, like 2020, a year that's a leap <laughs> even year. leap year. We've got he got that God leap year. Yeah, even, and this is leap year. That's, so, right, so that's We've right. got
1: one for this year too. You know, here's the thing, Brian. I mean, I'm I'm going to be Captain Obvious here. But nothing about what's happening right now, Uh, both the virus itself and the response to the virus, which some people are arguing may be actually more catastrophic than the virus in some ways. Certainly the death is not anything anybody wants to... To, to be To minimize or, or make it seem insignificant, every single loss of life is significant, no matter what age and no matter what part of the world it 's significant but But in the scope of all of the things that have gone wrong, uh, it seems like the response is creating even more than the virus itself has created. And and so it's important that during this time that we uh, we we don't fear as if as if we're we're um, being affected by something outside our control because it is not outside God's control. And again, not trying to be Captain Obvious, but just knowing that we have a sovereign God who is not surprised, who is not caught off guard. And I'll be honest, we ended our last pod, podcast with this thought: a sovereign God that is working in. And through all of this right now, who has purposes we can't see, and something that's going to come out of this is going to be something that none of us could have ever seen coming. And the Lord is designing it all for his purposes. My mind goes to Genesis 50 when Joseph looks at his brothers and says, hey, guys, you, you meant this for evil. But God meant it for good, and and we could say the same thing about this pandemic, that, that it, it feels evil, and maybe the enemy of humanity and, and those forces that are working to destroy life would say, uh, this is something that is evil. Uh, we would say that God can take it and make it good. And and that's what our confidence is today.
0: Absolutely. Mike, the verse that keeps rolling around in my head is the one that I heard my father quote when he preached uh, all my growing up life more than any other verse. And that's John chapter 14. Let not your heart be troubled. Yes, I can hear my sure. dad saying that you believe in God, believe also yep. in me. The Brian Brown translation says there's plenty of room in my father's house. I'm going to prepare a place for yep. you. If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again, receive you unto myself that wherever I am, there you would, will be also. And it says, and you know the way. And of course, Jesus is the way. Just another one of those verses that I'm clinging to, let not your heart be troubled. This isn't all there is. And my 401k is not all there is. My retirement account <laughs> exactly. and my pension is not all that there is. There is a life coming after this and a God who's got this one covered and that one covered too. You know, Brian, and this is
1: interesting. I mean, we're, we're talking, just two friends talking and we've got, a few thousand people listening to us talk about it. But but uh, I've noticed in my own life that the older I get, the more I tend to fear. Uh, it, yeah. It's like as a younger person, you almost feel invincible. You feel you're healthy. You feel good. You've got energy. You've got all this time in front of you. You, you presume that. And as a younger person, a, a financial setback uh, would would feel just like a financial setback. I mean, we can recover from this. We have time. We've got ways to address this as someone now that's in the fourth quarter <laughs> of my life, who knows how long my life will be, but, but I'm certainly much closer to the end than I am at the beginning. My, my human instinct is to be more concerned over things like, uh, my retirement and my, my 401k and the, and the, the annuity program and all the things yeah. watching the stock market volatility and even, even, health-wise to be more concerned. You know, you watch the news and older people seem to be affected more uh, than younger people. And and you begin to look at, they start throwing those ages out there. If you're over this age, you need to take this. And I mean, it it hits us all at different seasons of our life, different times of our life. But now the interesting thing about this uh, pandemic, I was just on a conference call with about 15 people on the internet and uh and there's some young people in that i mean some yeah. gen xers some people that are in their 20s and and we're i'm learning that the youngest of our generations uh are are very concerned and even a fear about this has gripped them um uh, you know that maybe an older generation that's been through some of these cataclysmic events and more experienced with that sort of thing Uh, May not be as disoriented by this But man, even our young adults Are really having concerns About what is going to happen here And what's going to be the impact on us I, I was on a call just now As I said, and there was a young lady on the call That just got emotional talking about The fear that she's experiencing right now And and gosh, we need to we need to shepherd our flocks during a time and be really sensitive that people right now have more questions and answers about life, maybe for the first time in a long time, more doubt than than confidence. And uh and what an opportunity for the church to step in and speak a word of encouragement and hope.
0: Absolutely, Mike. I'm I Also, another verse that, that comes to mind right now during this time is the, Matthew chapter 28. You know, we know the Great Commission's there, and we talk about, therefore, going to all the world, baptizing them, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded. We know the Great Commission well. But there's a couple of the front end and the back end that I think about a lot as like the bookends on that Great Commission, and 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 those bookends are, number one, all authority has been given to me. I love where Matthew quotes that, Jesus saying that in, in, in Matthew 28. You know, earlier in his ministry, he was asked by what authority do you do these things? And it wasn't time for him then. But this is after the resurrection. He's taken the keys of, of hell and he has said, all authority has been given to me at the front end. Then he gives that great commission. And then like that last verse of Matthew chapter 28, when he says, and remember... I am with you am always, with you. Yes. <laughs> even yeah. until the end of the age. Yeah, that's the that's the amazing thing
1: about God's Spirit living within us is we're never going to be quarantined from Him. Uh, you know, there's no there's nowhere we can go. We yep. can be quarantined from each other, from the virus, from all these other things, but we're never going to be isolated from Him. And we have that promise in Scripture. Yeah, Brian, I, I wanted to share a Scripture today that that really spoke to me this week in the context of all of this. And it's yeah. it's it's from Psalms. If you if if anybody wants to look with me, it's in Psalm 48. And you might think, well, this is what does this have to do with the coronavirus? This is this is a pretty amazing Psalm. I I'm pretty sure it's been in the Bible the whole time. Uh, But I'm just now noticing it in this context, you know, and I know I've read it and probably applied it different ways. But, But here's what it says. It says, The Lord is great and highly praised in the city of our God. His holy mountain rising splendidly is the joy of the whole earth. Mount Zion. The summit of Zephon is the city of the great king. God is known as a stronghold in its citadels. So the psalmist opens the psalm with this picture of an unapproachable and and unthreatened um, throne that God sits on. And and then he goes on to say in verse four of the psalm, look the kings assembled, they advanced together, they looked and froze with fear, they fled in terror. So it's a picture of this uh, army of kings coming together to go against this great God who is in His throne or who is on His throne, and they advance together, and it's like they get in sight of the 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 city of God, the throne of God, and they tremble in fear and run. But he goes on to say, "'They looked up and froze with fear. "'Trembling seized them from their agony "'like that of a woman in labor "'as you wrecked the ships of Tarshish with the east wind. "'Just as we have heard, we have seen "'in the city of the Lord of armies, "'in the city of our God, "'God will establish it forever. "'God, within your temple, "'we contemplate your faithful love. "'Like your name, God, "'so your praise reaches to the end of the earth.'" Your right hand is filled with justice. Mount Zion is glad. Judah's villages rejoice because of your judgments. So here's how it closes. So go around Zion, encircle it, count its towers, note its ramparts, tour its citadels, so that you can tell a future generation, this God, our God, forever and ever will always lead us. So just like the psalmist is talking about these forces that are marshalling around God, and seeming to bring a threat against him, they, they tremble and run for their lives in the face of this God. And I I thought about that as I read that earlier this week, that the coronavirus and all those who would try to use it to, to bring some destructive in. And I I think there are people politicizing it and using it in a negative way for their own purposes. I, I, I think those folks, um, If they get up, if if the church would give the world a clear glimpse of the throne of God and who he is and pronounce him and his greatness, those forces uh, tremble and flee because this God is unchanging and unthreatened by anything man can do. And that's the God we serve. And I love how it closes. It says, go around it, uh, encircle it, count it, look at it. Uh, so that you can tell a future generation, this God, our God forever and ever. And that's the testimony here that someday, one day, maybe not in the too dif- distant future, we're going to be able to tell future generations about a God who sustained us no matter what the threat was. And that's the beauty of, of the body of Christ and the, and, the, and the sovereign nature and character of the God we serve.
0: Amen. I love, I'm looking at it right now. I'm like, I have my Bible handy when yeah. in, I was reading that with you. And that last line, he will always lead us. Yes, He's leading us now. Yeah. And uh, man, what a beautiful picture that is of the God that, that uh, we serve and yes, the God that loves is. us. Amen. Amen. So Brian, Amen.
1: Um, you know, we've been aware this week, different ministries responding different ways, LifeWays doing that. We're, but we're going to have a, a chapel service next week via Zoom, you know, and I, yeah, I was talking yeah, with our president fun. earlier today about that. Uh, it, you know, we're all responding to this. Um, so we would love it if our people out there would just tell us the stories. Uh, tell mm. us uh, what God's doing in, in this. And you know what? And if you've come upon some creative way that you're doing ministry right now, Share that with us. We would love to tell others uh, uh, about what what God's people are doing and how God is moving. And, you know, there's tragedy all around us. Here we are in Middle Tennessee, uh, still reeling from the effects of devastating tornadoes just less than two weeks ago and then and then I became aware of one of our worship pastors who had a tragedy in his church yesterday uh, with his pastor uh you know it just just all kinds of life just continues on and 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 so much going on uh, let's just do our best to stay connected and we want all of our friends out there to know that we want to be responsive to anything that we can do to help you and we would love to hear your testimonies. Uh, How has God shown His power and His glory in your church? Uh, I heard somebody say this past Sunday they were leading worship in an empty sanctuary, and they talked about the Spirit of God being present in that time. Mm. Even though the room was empty, there was just awareness that God was there and that He was moving and working. And uh, man, stories like that, we can't get enough of them. And we really would love it if people would, they can write to us uh, to, at worshiplifeway.com. At and that comes straight to our inbox. And we would love to hear those stories and prayer requests.
0: Absolutely. Uh, they can share that with us there. And then, of course, uh, on worshiplife.com, they can also share. So we've got to go in social media. We're out there. You can find Lifeway Worship uh, wherever you like to communicate. And we would love to hear and share the stories of how God's protecting you and your church yeah, during this time. That's it. Well, yeah. we're still
1: in the bunker. <laughs> we're still yeah. in the B.B. McKinney bunker. We may be here for a while, but uh, Brian, I'm glad we can connect this way. And, um, and and so we'll, we'll take it one day at a time. That's what everybody's doing.
0: Amen, Mike. And uh, for those listening, we are praying for you. And we want to hear from you. And just know uh, that our faith unites us. And the Word binds us together in love, and, and and we're praying for you at Lifeway Worship. Mike, this has been a, another edition, special edition of the Worship Live <laughs> yes, Podcast. And probably the next couple will be like this. And then soon, uh, we'll be talking about getting back together with our friends face-to-face at church, and that's going to be fun. That's awesome.
1: Thanks, Brian.
0: Until next time, for Mike Harlan, this is Brian Brown saying thanks for joining us. We'll be back together to talk about worship and music and ministry again very soon.